Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 102. 102. I'm still tripping that that we're in the hundreds, but let's go. There's so many numbers now when I make the thumbnails. <laughs> yeah. Wait till we get to the thousands, people. Wait till we get to the thousands. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're here the early edition today. We got a, a very special guest from Europe, so we're doing an early episode. I prefer the earlier episodes. I like this. It's uh, still daytime out, as you can see. I could actually yeah. do stuff after the show. Uh, and yeah, we're good. How's everything with you, buddy? It's good. It's good. I actually had it. I try to take the day off uh, to do this because it's like 1 p.m. in California and I, I work till 5. Yeah, I was wondering so that I, with you. Yeah, but I, I, I did a half day. So I did a half day, oh. raised home, made food, ate it. Oh, so you really have been busy you know? then? Yeah. Yeah, it's been busy. I didn't know I you actually worked today. Maybe some people will take yeah. off work and do a half day today to watch the show. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but super stoked to have our it's a it's a european time episode it's a mm -hmm. time for our guest in italy mm -hmm. and our guests from all over western europe could check it out maybe some of our friends from eastern europe could have the time to check it out if they're staying up late mm -hmm. maybe even a little further who knows but um it's really cool hopefully our friends from america have the time if they're not working to sit down and check this out maybe if they're still on that COVID unemployment i know it's still going i know it's going until uh, <laughs> september so if you are thanks for joining us uh, if you're not joining us live um <clears throat> thank you for joining us in general I'm going to hit you with my spiel. It's a classic spiel. Please follow us on all of our social media platforms. Go to our Facebook. Give us a like. Go to our Instagram. Give us a follow. We have a YouTube page. Please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. You can leave a comment. You can share it. All of these interactions really help us with the algorithm. Um, we have a iTunes. Give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. And leaving a comment. Again, these interactions help, and they help boost our ratings so we can get a blading up in the some of the main areas also we have a patreon um so usually with our patreons we have uh special content we have trick tips we have three pieces we have uh section reviews with some of our guests we go after we just had something with uh michael palick from episode 101 so check that out you could be a patron for as low as three dollars a month and if you become a Patreon, you are supporting us in making new content because that is our goal, to make as much content as possible and be a good source of current events for rollerblading. So every time you uh, do that, it helps us out. So that is my spiel. It's a variation of the spiel. It's different every time. <laughs> a variation. It's again, a freestyle at this point, which is good. It's a freestyle. It's a freestyle. Every time you just kick a little freestyle, we, we got to get a beat going in the background next time you do the spiel. <laughs> do it do it do it i'm down i'm down with that actually we can do that all right we got to get some beats going but uh yeah all we right. have a, a few new patreon supporters for this week uh quick shout out for your support nick couture brandon hunter right. and ricky Moreira. Good start, Austin. yeah yeah i didn't really uh, practice this one uh yeah. thank you thank you guys for your support and uh as always there's a link in the description to be a part of our patreon uh, i got a film my trick tip, because you got your last one, the top mistrial in, and we did the first handrail. I got to do a, a true topsail one. Give us a thumbs up if you want to see a true topsail uh, how-to on our uh, Patreon, because uh, I got to get going on that. <laughs> I feel like I'm slacking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I think I have to do one, too. We'll get on it. We'll get on it, everybody. Don't worry. We got other stuff on there, though, for you guys to, in the meantime. But we do have a WTF of the week this week. And uh, we mentioned him before, and he just always delivers. So this week's WTF, once again, comes to us from Tree Tree Rudolph with 
Um, for anybody listening, I'll have to describe this for you. <laughs> it's a rocket fish brain, but the rocket foot is behind the top side foot, if that makes any sense at all. Did you see this, Billy? No. It's like a brain, tw- brain twister watching that. Wow. Oof, the hip. Yo, it doesn't make any sense. He's, he, he's like a yoga master. I'm, I'm convinced. He, he invented yoga. Had to have. But congrats, yeah, he, Tree he, Tree. That is insane. Definitely something I've never seen before. We've never seen before. So if anyone else has those, go, go do and post it and, and tag Tree Tree. Tag us too while you're at it because I want to see more people doing crazy shit like that. That's insane. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that. He's whether he knows it or not, he's a he's a grandmaster, uh triple star black belt for yoga. That is that's intense. <laughs> Super intense. Yeah. Um Yeah, shout out Tree Tree Rudolph. Everyone give him a follow too. Uh we also We like- also have like a, a bit of before we announce our sponsor, mm-hmm. um something really cool happened in the Blade World yeah. uh, just this past week. And, you know, what we saw a few months back, uh, them skates got their first billboard. It was in Santa Ana. And it was such a cool event. And they had, like, a thing with the go get a picture by the billboard. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I guess some people were, like, Photoshopping themselves in pictures <laughs> by the billboard. And uh, you can get a free shirt. But uh, they made a new one with a young Parker. Um, so it's really cool to Ooh. see. And the trick is, like, it's like a hammer. So it's a little sequence of him like doing a, a gap to to soul down this wall rail, but look at it right there, public view in Santa Ana. So Santa Ana is about to be a little. He's it's about to be a little Blade Town. It is. This so, is awesome to see. This is like multiple billboards, skate billboards out. Like what? Fucking crazy. Yeah. So sick to see that. Yeah, and you could follow him on Instagram. At, What's his Instagram name? It's at rat fuck with an underscore after it. <laughs> Not to yeah, be confused so. with the other rat fucks. It's it's at, at rat fuck with the underscore at the end of it. Yes. <laughs> so check that out. Shout uh, out Parker. Awesome to see that. Uh, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor for this episode. Thank you for supporting the show. Blank by Rollerblade. Um, they got a bunch of cool stuff coming out this year. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Give them a follow at Blank Rolling Products on Instagram. And for now, we'll play you this little uh, little trailer for you guys. Done like a 50 mile an hour hill bomb to get the the blood flowing. Shout out to right. Blink by Rollbay. Thank you for supporting our show. Everyone check him out. Give him a follow on Instagram. Link is in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. And well, yeah. Um before we move on to this episode real quick, I think we touched on everything else, but um in case you missed it, episode 101 last episode with Michael Palick we had on. Like you mentioned before, we did uh, a Patreon video with him because he was on the hoax 2 tour which is like the most epic legendary tour and video in rollerblading history uh, we watched a few sections with him that's on our patreon page if you're a member go check it out um but just wanted to shout out a couple of cool comments from last uh week's episode with michael palick wb toy says dude is a legit badass very humble sent him my senate sticker to sign and he was more than cool about it skated with his crew at scrap when i was 11 
That's pretty cool. He sent them a Senna sticker to sign. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Sick. That is pretty sick. Uh, another comment from Steve Naylor, who says, I'm absolutely loving this channel. Such nostalgia throughout my inline years, hearing all these inline hero stories of mine, and it felt like we we're all along for the journey at the time. Uh, he also suggests, how cool would it be if you do an episode with someone to share their experiences from the outside? Not somebody who was a pro, but somebody who looked up to their favorites and couldn't wait to finish school so they could go skate. I guess we all have stories like that. I'm grateful to remember every one of them. Keep up the awesome work. I think we all were that kid at one time, just couldn't wait to get out of school and, and you know go skate. And that's all you think about in class. You're just like drawing company logos on your notebooks, Senate logos and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, that, that was definitely all of us. So thank you all for watching. Thank you all for commenting. It definitely helps our, our algorithms and boosts us to the top, which is what we're trying to do. So thank you all for your support. To the top. Shall we? With I our believe, very, very special guest. I do believe we shall. Uh, everybody, please give a warm welcome wherever you are in the world right now. If you're watching this online or on a TV, on your phone, you're, you're taking a poop, whatever. Please give a warm <laughs> round of applause for Jason. <laughs> Yo, you, know there's some, you, know, you know there's some people out there who are probably on the toilet right now watching this. So I'm yeah, just yeah. shouting out these people, you know? Okay. Just shouting them out. Just shouting them That's out. Fair. That's Thank you, Jason. That's Coming awesome. to us all the way from Italy. Thank you guys for, for having me. Billy, thank you so much for taking a half day from work just to be here. Thank you so much, Billy. <laughs> no, absolutely. We have to, you know, it's, we don't often enough get to engage with our European audience live. And every time we get the chance to do it, especially with someone like you who's been around forever, it's just a really amazing experience. So. Um, thank you for making the time to talk to us today. Uh, it, it's, it's an honor, and uh, I could be that kid that was like, uh, can't wait to go out from school and like uh, uh, watching skate videos and like going skate like 30 hours per day. And right now, talking with you guys, which are like people that I always look up to, it's a, it's, a, it's an incredible honor. So I can't complain, and I'm super happy to be here. And then, yeah, it's just a dream come true, man. Oh shit! He's got the jump street shirt on. Just go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, represent. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. But yeah, we were definitely all that that kid, and uh, I I just imagine being a kid in school nowadays with like smartphones and stuff like that, being able to watch like skate videos in class, and then like going out skating right afterwards. It's always thinking about or coming home and like finding a new pair of skates at your door that you couldn't wait to go home and try and stuff like that. So we were definitely all that kid at one point. True for sure. Um, so Jason, you know, we've actually spoken before on, on blading chats. Um, and you know, now we get to switch it up, get to give you a break. Mm -hmm. You're off in the interviewer, but, um, I see you have the shirt on. So I'm, maybe you've caught some episodes. I'm, I'm always curious to start <laughs> at the beginning of someone's story. So, um, you know, you come from Milan, Italy, a place with like not notoriously like a very big rollerblading scene that, that we know of. So I'm wondering, uh, how did you get started and what, like, who were your original influences and like uh, first videos and how did it all begin for you coming from Milan? For sure. Um, so where do I start? During, during like the, the, um, the very first boom of inline skating, I was like a really, I was like probably 10 or something like that. And I was like, through the streets of Milano, there were like a lot of rollerbladers and I always wanted to do that, but like back in the day, uh, we 
having like enough money to afford like a pair of skates and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, like through, through the times, um, I started skating because I was skateboarding in 1999. But I always had on my mind the fact that like, oh man, I really should like uh, to try them rollerblades. And, uh, and, and so what happened, um, I was like on a skate park pretty close the city where I'm living right now. And um, there was like this huge ramp and I tried to drop it with a skateboard, but then a friend of mine like borrowed me his, his rollerblade and I was like, do I really have to do that? I was like kind of scared because it was like a two meters and a half high porta pipe. And, um, wow. and I was up there like shaking it and like kind of, kind of scared about it. But like for some reason, I found like the, the courage to drop it in. This, the moment that I dropped, I fell on my on my butt. But like that, like that impact on the ground made like a click on my head, and like from that very moment, I was like, "All right, that's the thing that I have to do." And like still, till to this day, I do still feel the energy of that impact, and then uh, that that spark that like start the the blading love to me and through my career. And it was like, yeah, it was 2000 because I skateboarded. Uh, through like 1998, 1999, during the Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, uh, PlayStation <laughs> game era, and then like yeah, 2000, September of 2000, I started skating, um, and yeah, till this day, I can still feel the energy of that uh, of that uh, sparkle, of that shock in a way, and, um, and yeah, it's still here. And uh, ever since, uh, I'm gonna try to, to to skate whenever I can. Uh, I always said it to to my friends, I never do any drugs or stuff like that because I do believe that skating to me it's a drug like I cannot stay a day without thinking or watching anything skating related that's mm-hmm. awesome that's a that's a really good perspective by the way on the on the drug <laughs> thing because yeah skating could be like that really good um, you know alternative or that really healthy alternative to what could lead people to find that uh, thing it's like boxing or anything else or running, riding a bike, but skating is something creative about it as well. But, yeah, um, yeah. So cool. real quick, do you uh, remember, do you remember that video from the nineties better than drugs? Yeah. Jason, Jason, that's probably before your time. It was probably. Like, yes. And it might be that like here in Italy, we have, to, we have like this weird thing that like we change the titles of, of the movies in a, in a different, like in a completely different like sentence. So maybe it might be like a, a different uh, title that I've watched. It, like, do, do you know by chance the the story of the movie? Do you remember that? Um, I just remember. I mean, I was super young when I saw it. It was mid '90s. I was like, it was probably one of the first videos I saw when I was like eight years old. But I remember just it was a regular skate video, but it was called Better Than Drugs. Uh, and, oh, okay. So okay, no, my yeah, bad, my but bad. I thought yeah. it was like a movie. Like, a oh no, it's a regular skate video. But there was kit people in it like talking about why they skate as and like why not to do drugs or why they skate as opposed to doing drugs and stuff like that. And that sounds kind of similar to your story and what you're saying too. It's with that clicked in my head and I haven't even thought about that movie in like 30 years, you know? That's crazy. Yeah, like I do believe that like uh, if you're lucky enough to, to, to find a passion that can really cover that, 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 that void that you sometimes feel, especially in a teenager year, you know, uh, it could be like a super blessing. And to me, that what blading was, of course, I was skateboarding because I was uh, playing uh, at Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and, and at that time, the skateboarding was like going super high because Tony Hawk 
probably did the, the, the 900 in 1999 yep. or something like that. So like mm. skateboarding was like was like restarting their their like um, uphill thing for for the super like um, popularity that right now they have. But like um, I didn't really felt connected to, to to the skateboarding thing. Blading for some reason. It always like in 1995 when I was watching all of those bladers around the city in Milan, I always felt like a little bit of attraction to it. And then like when it happened, when when I dropped that quarter pipe, when I fell, and that that, that sparkle, that that impact, um, start something to me. It felt like um, yeah, like uh, when you when you only turn on the engine of a car, you know, like um, yeah, like a rocket booster or something like that. I don't know if, if it makes any sense. Yeah, you get those gears no. turning, definitely. Something just clicked. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, you know that, that's interesting because you said uh, you were skating and like a friend showed you. Were there were there like older skaters that were kind of starting to like progress in Milan, or was it just was it like just friends like your age and. Uh, wondering who introduced you to like the culture of it all like you know the the videos and like the outside world and what that experience was like after finding just like the pure joy of skating and something you want to do and then discovering the culture behind it so like as i was saying 1995 uh the main train station which is that spot the famous skateboarding spot called stazione centrale was like the hot spot in the, in the in the skateboarding skateboarding community and in the blading community in um, here in Milan, and so like through through the like the times I was passing there before skating, I was able to watch all of these people, and then I saw some of them. I recognized some of them at the skate park pretty close to my house. So through them, I was able to uh, start learning the tricks, learning the like the name of the tricks. And, uh, and of course the videos and the very first video that I saw was probably behind those uh, Eurosport special they were like we here in Europe we do have like this channel called Eurosport which is like the the, the ESPN from Europe there were like those specials about like the the X Games and stuff like that but the very first video that I saw was probably VG15 yes because a friend of mine a friend of mine borrowed me and the very first video that I bought was Kudetat. And, uh, and that video that was like super, like, again, uh, the, the passion and the drug thing. I was like, I consumed the tape of that video. Mm-hmm. I was like, before going to school at seven in the morning, I was like waking up at like a, a quarter to five or like a half past four to watching it like one time, two times, three times, because like everything on that video was, I I spoke with um with Joe on on those blading chats about like the the influence that like Kudetat had in my life and in in my friend's life, uh, and yeah, that was like the thing that really made me want to be part of of this culture. And then from there, I started knowing, of course, DL, John Julio, Josh Petty, Champion, and. Uh, and Ever since then, then VG16 came out, and you guys were there, uh, Morda and Dustin Alaran. And ever since then, I like I fell in love right away um, into the culture of it, and yeah, I get like even more uh, addicted to that. Mm. That that's awesome to hear. Like one of your first videos was VG16, and I, I'm thinking about those videos now, and they're mostly heavily in the states and especially vg16 was the east coast video groove of mostly just all east coast skating and 
how is that for you to be someone from Europe, from Italy, and like all you're watching is kind of like American skating, something like that? Did you feel like left out at all? Like, did was there your own kind of media outlet in Italy and Milan at all, or no? Uh, so, like here in Italy, we had like uh, crews that like make their own videos, stuff like that. But like, of course, all of us, we were like looking up to to the Americans because everything started there. Um, the video was like the, the rulers of like how, you know, um, to dress up, which tricks were, were like the, the cool one, the hot one, like the, the, the how can I say that, um, uh, the not cool one in a way, yeah, mm -hmm. the trendy ones. Mm -hmm. So I never like felt like left aside. I always been like super attracted by the, everything coming from the, from the United States. If you can see here on the, on the back wall, all of these are like uh, blading DVDs related. So like ever since I'm trying to collect all of them, I do have like probably more than 300 DVDs plus like uh, VHS and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, I always been like super attracted by, by those skate videos from the United States, especially VGs. That is why I do have like the tattoo here. I don't know if you can see it. Ah, yeah. uh, it's so sick. Wow. That's a good. That's a good blade tat to have the video groove logo. That's awesome. I can't believe those so, old skate videos behind you. Damn. I was about to say. So, so, <laughs> so wait a second. You said you have over three hundred skate DVDs. I didn't even know we had that. Man. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> that's crazy. Yo, we got. Because I, I like, use... The what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. I just didn't know we had that many. I didn't know there there <laughs> were 300 DVDs. Yeah. DVDs. That's really uh, intense. I, I just collect them like uh, from all over the world. I do have like DVDs from from Russia to Australia, United States, uh, uh, from France, uh, UK, everywhere. But like basically, most of them are like uh, Americans, of course. Oh, you should do a thing um, on blading chats to where you just like host these like super rare DVDs and like have like a host like a movie nights because you have so much stuff. That's really cool. I was about to say, it's like a theater over there. You collect skate DVDs like they're Pez dispensers. Like that's so sick to see. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, they're way cooler I, than Pez dispensers. It, yeah, for us. <laughs> yeah. Probably don't taste as good. Yeah, yeah. Pez sucks, <laughs> man. <laughs> what? I love Pez. Oh my God! You would. I always Paz, wanted a, Pez. I always wanted a custom okay. Pez dispenser of me, but it says Paz instead of Pez on it. Oh my God! <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, so uh, it sounds like to me, Jason, that yeah, from from this moment, like with everything, the DVDs, you got you got very obsessed with it quick. Um, was was there like a a good scene in Italy? I know you know I know your brother skates and. I think I think your cousin is also Matt, right? Is that your cousin? Matt, yeah. And okay, so like you not only like you, you're getting like your friends and family into skating. So what was uh, the scene like in Italy? And were you like traveling around the country to go to other places? And 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 what what's the scene like in there? Because you know you don't often get to see um, much of the Italy, especially in the older stuff. You know. Mm -hmm. True. So like. As you guys all know that like we here in Italy, we do have like roses and rollbait as a, as a factory. So let me just like, if I, if I can say that, uh, if I can, can do that, like a little bit of history of like the, the, the skating thing here in Italy. Like back in the day, there was like a, uh, a bunch of bladers. They were like quite good in transition. Simone Sturiale, Massimo Resta, um, I can name like a lot of them. Uh, and they were like the guys that we look up to in early 2000 because the scene in early 2000 like 
from 2001 to 2002 was kind of dead here in Italy. Of course, there was no internet, but like there was like a, barely no one here in Milan in 1995. From 1995 to 1998, you were able to to see in the Stazione Centrale spot more than 200 people skating. Wow. That's from stories that I've that I've learned. But then, like from 1998 till 2002, there was just like uh, I don't know five people, and there were like the people that I met at the hometown skate park, pretty close to my house, that taught me like uh, the, tr- the name of the tricks and like the, they showed me the the, the Vuji, uh 15 stuff and things like that. But uh, but yeah, like uh, since the the beginning of the um, internet stuff, so like 2002, 2003. Um, we were able to get connected, so we discovered that, like, for in Genova, in Firenze, or in Roma, there were like different crews. Of course, there were like small crews, like four or five people. But then, connected together in competition or like in, in skating events, we were able to be 20, 30, 60 bladers, and that to me was was amazing because uh, I felt that like. Um, we weren't only like the five of us here in Milano. We were like more of it. And I was able at, I don't know, 16 or 17 to travel through the country and like to say to the friends uh, that I had, the, the non-skating friends that I had on the place where I'm living, uh, the, the, where I used to live, that um, I had friends in uh, Naples or in Rome or in, in Venice or in, in Turin. And uh, it was like a, a wonderful thing to me. And that's another thing uh, it sounds crazy, I know, but like that's another thing that really makes me uh, fell in love into into the skating thing. The, the the fact of having connection through the whole country was something amazing. Like going in Naples and like spend spend a night with like the the homies there, and they were showing me uh, the food, the culture of the city, the historical places, or in Rome or in Venice. That was like something that really. Uh, gives me boost bump um, still to this day. So yeah, Oof. that's super cool, man. That's really really cool, and yeah, like the connections not only through the country but then worldwide because you know we met years ago. I believe it was at a winter clash, and yeah, you know, so 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 you've done some traveling outside of the country too. When did you when did you start to travel like outside of the country and start pursuing this like life as a skater? Um, the very first like uh, thing that I did, like besides going every now and then in Nice, which is like a city in the south of France, uh, three hours and a, and a half away from here, from Milano, so it wasn't like a big deal. But like the very first uh, outside of the country travel that I did, blading uh, con- connected, was the IMYTA in Amsterdam, the 2004 one, and to me that was like the the um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I can describe that, but like watching, there was like Chris Farmer, Brandon Campbell was there, Dustin Latimer was there, Brian Argon. So can you imagine like me at 17? I was like probably seven. No, I was like 18 or something like that. And like at that time, I was like at the very beginning of collecting those those skating DVDs. So could you imagine how pumped I was, you know, to, to see from Martina Svobodova to Mark Tubier to Laurent Calam to Dustin Latimer, Brian Argon, Murda, Bruno Lowe, uh, Hawkins Muda. I was like Man Chang. I was like ultra pumped. And, and, and that was like the, the, another spark that like made me want to travel more and more and more and like get connected to more people and, and, and knowing 
more about like different cultures and like different way of living and uh, and yeah that, that's pretty much it actually wow you just named by the way some of those names you just named are some names bruno low i haven't heard bruno yeah. low and i used to love his his skating he was so sick so stylish back in the day that's uh like you mentioned going to like events that's kind of like a drug in itself i think because the first time you go to like an event like that if you haven't been to one yet and you go to something like an i might say i went to clash a blaney cup whatever it is um or a feast whatever you know to see some of your favorite skaters skate in person for the first time and just the energy that these crowds give off like that's a drug in itself alone like if anyone hasn't been to an event like that like you have to go because once you go to one you feel like you have to go to the mall after that and it's an excuse to travel exactly. too exactly I, I probably have missed the two winter clash editions yeah probably just two two of them yeah because i love to be you know surrounded by all the homies from all over the world i i sometimes i do overact like a stalker talking to everybody i mean that, that, that that's my feeling of like going to say hi to everyone but uh but yeah like it's um it's an incredible feeling you you said it right austin it's like uh going on especially if you're a kid and you go there and you see your idol skating and then you're able what so that's another point that really makes me want to uh being like a fell in love in skating was the fact that like here in italy for example soccer is big you know and you will never be able to go around playing with uh with francesco totti or with uh with uh with those top player right and for me that i was like super in love with, with, with the blading culture like being there and um and like uh, shaking the hand of John Julio, or like having a picture with with Mike Johnson, or uh, uh, drink a beer with Chris Farmer, that was to me like one of the one of the craziest thing ever happened to my life. Like in 2008, Billy, that was the the, the Winter Clash where we met. I did like a trick on the on the, on the big box. It was like probably a trusting something or whatever. And uh, I came out. I came up on the bank. Like luckily, some people appreciate the move and like they were clapping and stuff like that. But you were there and you were like you like high five me and hug me and I was like super pumped for that. That was like a goal to me, man. <laughs> Let me say that. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. Nah, because ever since I met you, you always had that like really strong positive energy and just like that hype. So, um, yeah, man, that's, that reciprocates that energy, but, um, yeah, you hit the yeah, nail on the head. Yeah. I was gonna say you hit the nail on the head with that, with that, um, like a contest thing or, or just with our sport specifically, I made that comparison too in the past, but like in America, if you like watch basketball or baseball or something like that, and you look up to these people, the closest you could really get is like going, paying like a hundred dollars to watch them. And you're like half a mile away in the stands like they're like a little <laughs> dot and you get to see them do whatever the thing but yeah at our events you look up to people you get to meet them talk to them have a conversation with them most of the time you know shake their hand take pictures with them it's it's like easy to meet your idols in a sport like this true true yeah and like exactly like going to the winter clash and like having like a picture with uh with i don't know julian kudo or uh brian aragon or Austin Pass or Bill O'Neill, you know, it's it's it's, it's an amazing it's an amazing feeling. I don't know I can uh, how can I explain better than that. I mean, from my perspective, but I do believe that like uh, even till this day, if you go to to talk with uh, uh, those OGs like forty plus, they do feel like the uh, they do still feel like the, the, the that energy for to me. Mm -hmm. Sick. Yeah, you're absolutely right with that.
I was gonna I was gonna say I I, I bet you know the the way you're talking about it and saying you have photo you, like getting the photos and you have like 300 uh, DVDs plus I would imagine you have some really good photos too and a ton of uh, memorabilia is that true? I do have like uh, tons of daily breads, Unity magazine, B mags. One magazine. I do have like I collect all of them. My wife, she's killing me because I'm like uh, I'm occupying like the, the future room of our newborn kid. But uh, but yeah, uh, I do I do have all of them, and I'm trying to collect, still trying to collect all of them. I'm stalking uh, Angie Walton because I do miss like uh, probably ten numbers or like eight numbers of Daily Bread. But but yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna try to collect them all and uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> about, about like about the magazine stuff like I used to to go to the magazine uh, uh, to the, news, the newspaper stand in, in Milana um, the only one who was like able to sell daily bread and I was like going there every day after school wishing to to get like the new one or like looking for the old ones because maybe for that week I wasn't able to afford it because I have no money with me and stuff like that and like that's something that built to me the this, this love for this culture and, and the sport and, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I can. Uh, I'm overacting. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're you, you're fine. And I'm, I'm actually wondering, do you know the numbers you're missing? Because maybe we could talk them out on this episode. And if yeah. anyone, if anyone has any extras, they could reach out. So basically, from issue one to issue eight, they uh, are the ones that I'm missing. <laughs> damn, I have, right. I have issue the one, issue but I'm not giving it up. I have issue one, but I'm not giving it up. Sorry. No. no like, <laughs> You're right. I mean, like that's like a, uh, how can I say that? that that's uh, a museum oh, stuff. Yeah, Tom yeah, Tom Fry had a bunch of them when I was in Australia, and I, his house burned down after that. I'm sure he lost like a few of like the last mint condition issue, yeah. Daily Bread issue one, which is like yeah, heartbreaking to think about. But you know, there's yeah. still a few out there floating around. I'm sure you can get your hands on them. Definitely, will be cool. Well, there you go. The request has been put out. <laughs> His um, handle's right there. Reach out to Jason if you have issues one through eight of Daily Bread. Please. <laughs> or like extra DVDs or whatever. Like if you have like random DVDs, please reach me out, text me. I'll buy them easy. <laughs> you have the truth DVDs Wait. one and two? Of course. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, I send you those. <laughs> you can point it to them. <laughs> I was going to say, I send you those. That's all. Only DVDs I own. <laughs> but you know what? The, what the, when I'm like right now trying to collect. Uh, I'm sorry for like po pointing those those uh, <laughs> those videos. But like I'm trying to collect um, autograph of the author of the videos. Mm. I do have right now um, Chris Farmer on the VG19 uh, cover, the autograph. I do have like Dave Payne and Brian Argon autograph on the VG22 um, DVD. I do have. Uh, I miss yours. Uh, on the on the truth DVDs, so I need your Billy, your Austin, and uh, and the Kelsos. You could like bring a stash of those to the next Winter Clash and get all of them probably filled in one shot. If you were that, would, like, would be cool. Would yeah, be cool. do a lot of that. That's a lot. Oof, you'd be just running around collecting <laughs> autographs the whole time, the whole weekend. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it'd be stressful though. It'd be stressful <laughs> to carry three hundred DVDs behind you <laughs> to carry those yeah, three hundred DVDs walking it's around. A big risk. <laughs> no, let, let's put it like that. I will I will ask autograph on the DVDs that really made an impact in my life. So let's point at that. Sick. Yeah, um this winter clash coming up should be pretty amazing too. Hopefully hopefully if everything stays under control with the Delta variants and everything and everything keeps going good, that'd be 
a fun uh, winter clash to get to. Yeah. I really hope so. Did you um, see the update on yeah. the parks? Did you see the update on the skate park, Area 51? No. They, I saw like yesterday, I think, they Area 51, if anyone follows them on Instagram, they post an update to the new skate park because they redid the whole park after yeah. the last winter clash and they it looks it looks really sick it's like w what you would expect from that place but yeah that's another reason why um hopefully winter clash happens 2022 and we could all be excited to see that as well brand new skate park which is like a whole new contest for everybody oh, and a blader designed it really i didn't know that yeah i do believe it's like yelle brigeman you know yelle the guy from rotterdam he, yeah. he, okay. he he's like a, a designer and he designed it i might be wrong but like from what i've learned from what i knew uh because i skated with him like a, a year like a year ago or like two years ago we skated together and he told me they are going to rebuild the skate and stuff like that and i'm getting involved in the, in the new redesign of the skate park so mm -hmm. maybe he's behind that within like some uh some bmxers so it will be like a, a mix of Blading and, and BMX stuff combined together. That's oh, like ex cool. that's exactly like what I saw. I saw pictures of like some kind of smallish type of stuff. I'm like, oh no, please don't put like all these small ramps. Then I swiped <laughs> to the next photo and it was like huge things. I'm like, huge. okay, that, that's like the big stuff. <laughs> so Sick. it's a nice mix of everything there. Um, you know, I'm curious actually, as, as you were saying in the beginning of the episode, um, you know, out of Italy, there's Rossi's, there's Rollerblade. But you ended up, you know, you're Italian and you're skating for Razors out of California. How did that how did that happen? You didn't, you know, with any association with the home country brands? What, what happened there? I don't know. They don't like me. They don't like me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's just me fucking around. Um, I used to skate for Rollerblade in, for like a, six months or something like that. And, Luckily, I was able to, to, to be sponsored by like several com companies. Uh, but like, yeah, uh, I was skating for World Blade from 2000, yeah, in the middle of 2004, 2005 or something like that. And then I was able to skate for, for Kaiser and USD for quite some times. And then like, um, because of, of course, like in 2009, 2010, uh, it was like Dre, Morda and Argon. They were like, the top three, of course, before them, they were like Shima and stuff like that. But like at, the, at that moment, the, the peak of, uh, of uh, the Razor's brand was made by Ergon, Murda and, and, and Dre. And, uh, and I was like super fascinated by that. And, and so like luckily through some um, uh, connection that I had at Grindhouse, I asked, it, I asked it them, it was Thorsten probably, the owner of Grindhouse Skate Shop. I asked him if he had any connection with Razor's uh, skates because I wanted to try those SL, probably they were like the SL3, the Argon 3 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, luckily, like after like a month or something like that, Andy emailed me and asked me, he sent me over like a big package of stuff. And like ever since I was uh, able to skate for, for, for and with them. And, and yeah, that, that, that's what happened. I, every now and then, like, uh, uh, roll with the roses like they um you know put it put it on the table as a joke hey whenever you want it we are here but like for the moment i'm i'm uh, I'm, I'm okay with uh where where i am actually very cool no very cool because you, you've been representing that brand for quite some time now so I was um, say. yeah it's very very curious about that and you know we all we all love uh jeff so much as well and like some of the things that go down at the brand so Got a huge shout out to to Jeff. 
Um, yeah, shout out to Jeff. But but yeah, and I'm uh, I'm like one of those person that like really uh, how can I say uh, if if I stick with something, I'm sticking with that. I'm not gonna change from this or there on that one because I'm looking for um, how can I say uh, opportunities uh, or stuff like that. Like if I'm sticking to a plan or like to a thing, that's my thing. Maybe through the through the course of the years, I can change my mind and stuff like that. But like um, yeah, as far as like uh, right now, I do like um, yeah, enjoy the skate and then like Jeff and Marco and then so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You're killing it um, in those two, so it looks like it fits you well. And you ride for Red Eye Wheels now, right? Yeah. So you got yes, yes. wheels from Red Eye, so that that's awesome too. So how did that connection happen too? Because that's also like uh, this side of the pond, you know. So like, let me make this clear. Like, I uh, I'm super like, um, how can I say, humble uh, or like, I'm feeling blessed to have this this pro model because I do really believe that there's like millions of bleeders out there way better than me. So I do really would like to thank Red Eye for the opportunity that they gave me for making the, the, the anti-rocker and like having my name printed on something. It always been like something that like the, the guy said uh, on the comment before, like when you're a kid, you, you dream, you know, like you, you, you dream, like, like you said, Austin, like you dream like your company logo or like you dream to be, to be a pro, to be, you know, someone in you in the game and in the culture so like uh, ever since i've watched vg vg 15 and battle my crew i always I, I can't deny the fact that like it was like a dream to me you know to have my name printed on something and like uh, uh buck and, and and john they gave me this opportunity and like i feel super blessed about it and uh, i can can be uh happier than that because it's something that like uh, uh i never thought could ever be rich you know for people at my level of skating, because um, I, I, like I said, I do believe that like there's like millions of people way better than me in skating. Well, I mean, you are an incredible skater and an amazing talent for such a long time and representing. So everyone's different. I don't really, I don't like to look at skating as the prism as better or worse. I just everyone's different and offers their own stuff and. So, yeah, you've been a great contributor and a great skater for such a long time. So I think it's amazing that you get a wheel with your name on it and mm -hmm. uh, hopefully more to come because, yeah, it's really cool. So check it out. Get those red-eye wheels that uh, Jason has out there because that's super dope. Thank um, you. Thank you. It really means a lot. Thank you so much. Definitely. No, nah, no, nah, of course. Um, you know, I'm actually curious um, – about like I, I I asked this you know we've had Colin and Sean on the podcast before and we asked him what it's like having a brother to skate with, but you have you know a brother to skate with and a cousin to skate with, you know uh, we I'm sure at like the family holidays you know around Christmas that uh, it, it could be fun yeah. you know you eat some food you sneak out for a skate come back for some more food, or something like that. Uh, what's it What's it like having a you know, skating with your brother, skating with your cousin, like, and having these people so close to you that, you know, you share this passion with. It's like the best thing, to be honest with you. Um, I used to skate like for quite some times um, because of course I do believe also it happened in New York. Like you have like this period where like you guys are like in the crew are like 30 or like 35. And then all of a sudden, like from 
night to day, you guys are like three persons. And it happened like for, for quite some time, I was skating by myself for like uh, probably two or three years or something like that. But then luckily, for some reason, Gabriel like wanted to, before, before skating, Gabriel was skateboarding. And he was like really, really, really good in skateboarding. I don't know if you remember this brand, Lakai Shoes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they used to sponsor him. Uh, he, he was able to do like some like crazy stuff and like I wouldn't say like sponsor with the country and stuff like that but like they were like giving him like uh, shoes uh, decks and stuff like that but then all of a sudden like uh, he wanted to, to skate and like um, and that happened at the time where I was like I wouldn't say I was I was like uh, less motivated but I was um, yeah I was like skating basically alone every day and stuff like that so it was like um in a period of lack of passion, if I can call that. Yeah. But uh, but but then like when he started skating and like when we start to like uh, doing trick one after the other, that connection was like something that really uh, gives me like another like wave of energy on that. And, like watching him like growing up and like doing like uh, crazy stuff and like uh, uh, going around and filming with him and uh, going in competition and hang with him and stuff like that. It was like the, the best feeling. And then, like three years ago, this other kid, Matt, came out, and uh, and like right now, it's like an, a, a like a family thing, and it's pretty mm-hmm. dope. Like you know, to have like your brother and your cousin at the skate park shredding, and uh, and, uh, and it's pretty cool to see how um, you, as an OG blader, you get like the, um, you influence it, like the. the the guy after you, and then the guy after you influenced another guy, which is like in this case, it's like me. Um, the way I skated influenced like the, the way Gabriel skates, and the the way Gabriel skates influenced uh, the way Matthew skates. So it's like a, a mix of like uh, influencing on the way of like interpreting skating and and, and so on. So yeah, it, it's it's the best feeling, like, uh, and I do really wish. Uh, to everyone who has like a brother or a sister, like to, to to have like the same thing that we do have. But I'm pretty sure that like also like a friend could be like the same thing, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's that, that's really cool. Um, and I didn't know that Gabriel came from skateboarding and, and was sponsored. I and I did see some clips of Matt uh, skateboarding, and you know it's funny. Um, I've seen even some clips of uh, some other people who are like sponsored or pro skateboarders uh trying to rollerblade recently um what do you think is happening what do you think that's about because i feel like that's something that would have wouldn't have occurred like 10 or 15 years ago but you're starting to see people you know maybe embrace rollerblading a bit more or embrace and uh, go from skateboarding to that so what do you think that is and you know it's curious like gabriel would do that as well go from being a sponsored skateboarder to you know get so passionate passionate into rollerblading uh, what do you think that is you know like um i used to grow up skating after those like those early years at that skate park pretty close to my house i used to grow up skating in stazione centrale which is like again like the main sponsor like the main spot that we do have here in milano and it's like a, a super famous city um like worldwide spot it's like the, the love park in philadelphia every skateboarder mm-hmm. usually comes here in milano or i like, comes here in italy and go skate in Stazione Centrale because that's that's a spot. So like I grew up skating in a in a in an environment where like a skateboarder and bladers, uh, there was like no friction 
between the two cultures. Like they were like appreciating the fact that like uh, I was doing that trick and I was appreciating the fact that like um, uh, they, they were doing their tricks. Uh, of course, those assholes at the skate parks, about, they complain about wax, but like they're like, in my opinion, they're like a different type of skateboarders. Right now, watching the fact that like uh, um, it, it has been like more accepted, it's, it's a wonderful thing to me. Because uh, it shows that, like, right now the boundaries are, like, gone. Of course, there are going to be those 45, 50 years old skateboarders who complains about, oh, world building is whack and stuff like that. But I do believe that, like, right now um, it has been, like, more accepted just because those boundaries are, like, uh, collapsed. And right now they can I, I give you this example. Last night we went out skating with Matt and we were filming for something. And we were, like, pretty close to Semi Centrale. And uh, I don't know if you guys know but right now they've opened it, uh, the supreme store in milano and like all the supreme crew were there was there skateboarding and stuff like that and like matthew did the trick and they all clapped they, they went there they hugged matthew and it was like a really wonderful scene because you see those guys that has has like uh, i don't know uh, x millions of uh, uh, x thousands of uh, uh, followers on instagram getting like super hyped because they were watching someone blading and um, yeah, in my opinion, right now everything looks to be more accepted, and uh, and it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it really seems to be that the um, the youth is embracing it uh, in a different way than uh, the younger generation did. When I was a kid, you know, you know about tw over wow, tw twenty years ago at this point, or fifteen years ago. But yeah, it's it's really cool to see and cool to see the. You know, people toying with skateboarding and blading and going back and forth and just the the sharing of the cultures. And, you know, because we're, we're all doing the same thing. We're out there at um, that spot, Centrale, you know, over there mm -hmm. in Italy that everyone goes to, the main joint in Milano. And same thing at Love Park um, or whatever famous spot um, there. Always going to be those interactions. So it's good to see a lot of those interactions becoming uh, a lot more positive as a whole. Um I wanted to get yeah. into talk. Yeah, sorry. No, no, just like I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, no. yeah, we are doing basically the same thing with different like tools, but we're doing the same thing. We are risking our like uh, uh, bones or, or body and stuff like that. So why making a war? Why like uh, should I judge this guy or that guy because he's doing skateboarding or he's doing scooter? Like, I do believe that like life is really hard. And like uh, putting on it like other negativity while you're doing something that should bring positivity, it's not worth it. So like, you know, showing your appreciation to someone who did like something pretty dope or like give some motivation to something or I one time uh, there was, uh, what was the guy name? It wasn't Custom. It was um, one of those pro skateboarding stuff like that. And he was trying to do backside nose blind on uh, on like one of those famous ledges. And I went there, like, of course, on skates and stuff like that. I give high five to him. After like five or six tries, he did it. He came back and he hugged me. And it was like pretty dope, mm -hmm. you know, to see this. Uh, probably, uh, I, can't, I can't recall the name, but yeah, whatever. It was one of those uh, Eric, like Eric Custom type of skateboarder. He was yeah. skating for a girl, something like that. And like watching like th that thing was pretty pretty cool because it was 2005 or 2006. So like it wasn't right now where like everything seems more more um, more accepted. And like uh, 
leaving the negativity away in in a positive environment could be like the the best thing to me. Yeah, absolutely right. The, yeah. The, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say it's it's similar to like. If, if everyone's driving on the road and everyone has road rage, everyone's just fighting with each other, driving on the same road and the same highway, when everyone is skating exactly. in the same park, the same skate spot, the same ramp, and everyone's fighting with each other, it's not fun for anybody, you know? Everyone's just got to get together, exactly. pump each other up like you would your, your buddy who has skates on or a skateboard or a scooter, whatever it is, and everyone just have fun, watch each other grow because everybody just likes seeing cool shit done. That's what it comes down to, I think, no matter what it is. Exactly. And and I think it's I think it's a good point that you mention. Um, life is really hard. You're <laughs> as it is without any of that BS. Yeah. You're you're out there trying to get a, away from that just for a moment, skating or just enjoy yourself. And to be met with that kind of negativity in in that atmosphere is just so counterproductive. It's not worth it. It's BS. It sucks. Um, I know it was like an old guard thing and a lot of the old it's in the bones of a lot of the older uh, 45 and 50 year old skateboarders. But um, I'm happy to see um, that attitude changing because it's garbage at the end of the day. So um, that's cool. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because it doesn't bring anything. Exactly. Say again. It doesn't bring anything besides like negativity or like uh, the you're, you're taking away the joy for a kid. Uh, that like, uh, for example, could you imagine like if uh, 20 years ago or like um, 25 years ago, you you guys were at the skate park and you, like those uh, at the time 20, 22 years old skateboarder came up to you guys super like uh, savage and tell you, hey, you better, maybe it happened, I don't know. But like, you know, uh, you could uh, take in a way a like, um, how can I say that like the you are able with your negativity to take away a passion that could change the life of a kid, if it makes any sense. So like yeah, why absolutely. you have to bring it there and like why you have to bring your rage and why you have to, to, to vomit your negativity to, to that kid. Like you were saying, life is pretty hard. We do all have to pay taxes. So why we do have like to, 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 to bring like the, the, the stress thing in an in an environment that like should bring uh, should bring like joy and and uh, and like um, and happiness, yeah. Exactly. We all got to pay taxes. We all got to go to work. That's tough enough. We got to be nice exactly. to each other at the bare minimum. That's that's it. Yeah. So now I I, I I completely agree with you on all of those points. Um, yeah, you made a lot of great points, especially with the youth too, and um, like just the youth to to be bringing somebody into your sport with all this hate, that's like raising your kids to like wage war on like another country. You know, you're just starting all this animosity from the start, which should be the opposite of what we're doing as humans to grow together, you know? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow, I love that. I love that we touched on that. Um, Good vibes I actually wanted to talk. I actually wanted to talk about... Uh, you know, something that affected all of us and that led to to you starting a new endeavor. Uh, COVID, you know, when it began in, you know, the end of 2019 and early 2020, it hit it, Italy was one of the hardest hit countries, specifically the north and Lombardy, if I'm not mistaken, around Milano and areas like that. And um, 
it led to everyone being secluded and going through all this. And I, I think we know how hard it was. And if you want to grow on some specifics of the hardness uh, of that, you can. But I wanted to talk about uh, how it motivated you to start blading chats. To I saw you like doing motivational things. You made a P-Rail in your basement and you were skating the P-Rail. You were doing recipes and making all this food, like really good Italian food. But like, you know, everything from scratch and very, like, very good stuff, I got to say. You maybe should think about making a cookbook. We'll talk about that later. But I was curious about everything that, um, you know, got you motivated. And, and I mean, or, or that entire experience in general. All right. So what happened? Um, probably was like the very last weekend of February. Like the thing of the lockdown stuff was already in the air since like right after we met at the winter class. Like as soon as I came back here in Milano, like uh, the news at the telly, they were like, hey, guys, probably we are going to be locked down for two weeks or three weeks max. Uh, so make sure to, to, to be ready to, to lock yourself up at the home. And as I'm uh, like um, an hyperactive guy, I was like, all right, I need to find like a, a plan B, something to do. So I decided at the very first, uh, the very first week to um, collect the pallets to be like the, the, the P rail. And, uh, and I found that them in a construction, in, in like, yeah, it was like an abandoned where like construction site pretty close from where I'm living. So I went there like midnight or something like that. I climbed the fence, like I bring those pallets, put it in the car, went back here to the garage, and I started to build a P-Rail in daytime, of course. And, um, and yeah, about the recipe, of course, like uh, Italy is Italy, so uh, we do have like all of this uh, cooking stuff. And, uh, and, and yeah, I found it like natural. But like all of a sudden, like I, I, how can I say that? Um, I lost the motivation of doing like those recipes in Instagram because I was like overviewing, like there were like millions of people, they were like doing basically the same thing. We were like, all doing like uh, recipes and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, whatever, everybody's doing it, so fine. And, uh, but yeah, about the blading chats, uh, I was talking with my wife. We were like, uh, oh, what am I gonna do now? Uh, I, I did the P-Rail, uh, I'm cooking like 24 seven. Uh, <laughs> 30,000 hour per day, I'm able to do bread from scratch. I'm able to do pasta from scratch. Um, what can I do that? And like, she was like, why don't you um, talk with your friends all around the world about the, the, the COVID situation? And that's how it started. Like the, the blading chats in the very beginning was uh, a thing about like confronting myself with people from Latvia like Niels or from uh, uh, New York, LA, or Brazil, or uh, Japan, uh, Russia. And, and it was like a good thing, you know, to talk about like a COVID situation, like of course, bleeding careers, skating careers, the culture and stuff like that. And like ever since like uh, once like the COVID thing uh, went like a little down, I focused more on the blading culture. That is why uh, I was able and lucky enough to intro, to, 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 ha to have like those blading chats with, with Tom Fry, with Angie Walton, uh, with um, yeah, Tom Heiser. Uh, I mean, like, I, I did like 83 episodes or something like that. So I was like kind of a super stalker. And I do mm -hmm. still feel right now because I'm, I'm trying to hit uh, other people 
and uh, I do really would love to have them. Maybe I don't know from September. Who knows? But but yeah, uh, it was like a fun time to me, and like it was like a pretty cool thing because, like I said, uh, I do still have that kid inside of me that like uh, was super hype in 2004. I'm in Amsterdam and able to 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 talk with uh, with Tom, with Angie, with uh, Carl Sturgis, with uh, with uh, I mean, I can name like. There's just like millions of, of people that I'm super hyped. Talking with you guys, it was like something really uh, uh, outstanding to me. Um, I mean, there's like the list goes on and I was like super pumped to, to, to confront myself with the, with, with the leaders that I do admire. Yeah, I, I, I watched a few episodes that I, I really liked from Blading Chats. Um, that I, Jeff Frederick was a really cool one. Yes, I, yes. Yeah. Uh, Carl Sturgis was was very cool as well, and uh, yeah, I, I was curious. Like, did you uh, did did you learn anything cool? Did you get to have like an uh, experience in and you're talking and you're interviewing? Like, because I, I'm learning like talking to people from doing this. You know, I'm just like you. I'm also very curious and uh, deep down, like a, a true fan of skating. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like you said that that kid at the winter clash 2005 or 2004 and you're just like yeah wanting to meet everyone but uh, you know I'm, I'm feeling that way too when i talk to the people that are older or like who are peers of mine or even like i'm curious about the younger generation who, who are so motivated so i'm curious uh do you have any favorite episodes or anything cool that you learned from the experience yeah so i wanted to know too oh. wow that's <laughs> that's a tough one um well i do have like the, the answer my favorite ever like episodes were the was the one that I did with Angie Walton. We went live in Instagram like for three hours or something like that, and like I was like uh, charging my phone, uh, um, like stopping because like at that time you were able to do only fifty nine minutes live stream. So like I was stopping the live stream and uh, and like uh, like restarted and uh, the phones dies and like. It was like a crazy one, but like to me, has like um, yeah, has like a, a role building, like a super fan, like talking with her. It was like something pretty dope. But like yeah, of course that one is like on the top. But like I do like all of them. They were like uh, uh, my favorites: Drew uh, Backrack, uh, Carl Sturgis, uh, uh, Jan Welch. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, you guys uh, it was like pretty pretty. Um, a fun thing, Jeff Frederick. Like, I learned that Jeff is able to speak in Italian, and I was like shocked about that. Mm -hmm. Eric Bailey. Uh, I mean, there's like thousand JP. I mean, like uh, yeah, uh, Connor O'Brien. Because I'm a, I'm a blading fan, as a, yep. as you guys have seen. So like talking with all of those people that I do admire, I was like Drew Backrack. Like when we talk about the Life Plus stuff, it's I mean, I was happy. Yeah. To, 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 be, to be able to, to talk with those people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet especially with Drew and Carl, like being like, you know, someone who's like an avid collector of like a lot of these videos, it must have been cool to go through some of those epic ones like the Life Plus. I'm sure you know them inside and out. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> that, that, that's really cool. And yeah, Jeff, um, uh, speaking Italian, I, I, I think Jeff lived in Milano. Yeah. Like uh, he had in, a in girlfriend Roma. there. Rome. Yeah. Rome. Okay, he was in Roma. Okay, I I knew he lived there for a little while, but yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's that's a cool and, experience and, to, to get to know everyone. You know what? Like like he moved in Italy in two thousand and one or something like that. He said to me, and like there was this rumor 
through like our culture, like through our scene, I'm sorry, that like, hey, Jeff Reddick is living here. But we were like, nah, man, come on, like how, like why does he have to come in Italy for like which purpose? And then I've learned that he came to Italy to, to study art and stuff like that. And he came here in Milano, like he spent like a few nights here in Milano. And I was yeah. like, at that time, Frederick was, right now, it's like, he's a monster, but like back in the day, he was still Jeff Frederick, you know, yeah. Project Mayhem. He was doing like TTA, Switch and Natural Easy. He was doing like, I mean, he was Jeff Frederick. And we, we were like, dude, if I'm yeah. able to, to see him in the streets, I'll run after him. <laughs> there was actually an old interview in uh, some old magazine back in the day. I don't know, um, like some one of the first things I saw of him, not Daily Bread, something else. But uh, they, they asked him, what's your name? And then he said, uh, Jeff D. Federico. Uh, and then he said uh, that's his real name, but I guess it changed when he came to America. So it's funny, funny, funny. Story. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's an old it's an old interview in a magazine. It says, "What's your name?" And it says, "Jeff D. Federico." And then it said, "I'm Italian as f." He said, "I'm Italian <laughs> as fuck." In, in, the, in the interview, so it's 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 a funny um it's a it's a funny little interview. I I'll ask him actually to send it because it's a cool little piece of history. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I guess his last name changed in, in America, which some people do, you know? Yeah, when you, when you come to Ellis Island, they don't know how to say your name. So they just write down whatever they want. Did you yeah, know that? Man. I don't know if like a lot of people who aren't American know that. Like a lot of Americans, our names were different. Our ancestors' names were different because when we came to America through Ellis Island, through the Statue of Liberty, we like everyone has an accent so you don't understand really what you're saying and you just write down the people they were just writing down whatever yeah, it changed whatever it sounded like they heard so your name was changed sometimes when you came to america yeah no way yeah sad story sad story <laughs> sad but, story. but we just you know here we are we out here but i, I was um, gonna say one, <laughs> one cool thing about like the names the first few names that you mentioned which were angie walton drew backrack carl sturges were like three people who were always behind the scenes like throughout skating history and it's cool for platforms like this and like blading chats like how you're doing to be able to hear these voices and see all these stories that happen behind the scenes that people didn't really know about and it's just really cool to see that side of stuff and that's something that you didn't really get from reading a daily bread back in the day or like a, a one magazine or like watching a skate video you know it's it's like a a new voice from a generation that was passed already which is maybe why you specifically said those names first because those is what came to your mind you know off the top of your head yeah yeah and like another thing that happened um to me was the fact that like uh uh give, just like you said that giving them like a platform to express themselves once again to you know maybe share their knowledge or like uh share like the the, the it was a way for me for like, if I was able to do that, I don't know, like I mean, maybe the future will, will tell that, uh, to show the culture to the next generation, you know, to to let them know who Tom Fry was and who Tom Fry is, uh, who Angie Walton was, what she did, what Drew did, Carl Sturges, the video that he has done, um, the career of Conor O'Brien, or, you know, it was an, a way for me uh, to, first thing first, talking with my idols, and second of all, a way to spread the, the culture to the next generation, to the future generations. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's why we're here, baby. 
<laughs> and you guys are killing it. You guys are the best. Uh, thank no, you. We're, no. we're, we're, we're trying to we're trying to do our best. But there's there's uh, all different flavors, like you said, like blading chats. There's you know mushroom blading podcast. There's platform. There's all these platform. different yeah all these different flavors out wax there. Toaster. So, wax toaster. Yeah. Wax toaster. Yeah. Everybody. So it's cool to see everyone's different take on you know everything because you could do a different podcast and talk about something completely different. Have a different story here or there. So it's just like. It's like watching the news or like a late night talk show, you know, it's all different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I, I do love like listening to yours uh, when I'm driving, for example, when I'm driving, I like, I love it. The, the heavy one, for example, like I was driving and also I watched the, the Patreon special, like, and I was like watching it while I'm driving. So <laughs> I might not going to say that I, I shouldn't have to say that, but I was too pumped. And I was like, <laughs> after that, I rewatched. Uh, the four by four section, the 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 drip drop section, on top section, and watch all of them. <laughs> Man, the Fuji I'm just, I'm just section. I'm, I'm just picturing you driving out in a busy Milan intersection, <laughs> people in Vespas going by, yeah. and you're looking sitting here in the car looking at the thing. Exactly. Be careful. Chris <laughs> Effie doing three sixty top mistra and then get over like a, a building basically. <laughs> a building. <laughs> Yeah, some of those some of those sections are, are pretty incredible. That's for sure. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, there are actually a, a few more a few more things I'd like to ask you before we open it up for questions. But before all that, I would like to say to everyone watching live, please hit the like button. If you're not watching live, also please hit the like button. It would be great for us. And uh, shout out to our sponsor, Blank by Rollerblade. Shout out Blank by Rollerblade. Um, so Jason. There's a couple of questions. One is more just a curious question, and the other is uh, a, a different question. I'm sure Austin has his questions as well. But um, wh- what is it called? What we do? I do call it blading. Okay, if it were to go to like the Olympics on a big stage, what would it be called? Do you think? I'm just curious. Your thoughts. First thing first, like for some reason, like I get nominated like uh, earlier this year as like the coach of the Italian team, of the roller freestyle team, but I do still attach on my roots and I would call it blading. But unfortunately, they said it like uh, blading, it's blade related and stuff like that. So they have to call it um, roller freestyle. But like if I have to stick with the name, I would say like blading or roller blading. Fair enough. But I do, okay, that, I, I do know that like, like there's like a, a lot of like controversial, controversial thing behind the the, the role blading thing or role blading thing. But but yeah, I do will call it. Uh, I consider myself as a blader. When somebody asking me what you're doing, I say I do I do have a blader on the blading school that I do have the the WhatsApp chat that I do have. It's called a blading school, and uh, I do like teach the kids and the, the, the parents that we are blader. It's, it would be like the, the the wrong thing, but like to me, I do talk with with Evo, the owner of This Is Soul. That like uh, uh, we discuss about the fact that like we should call ourselves aggressive inline skaters, but maybe it's me that I'm too uh, attached to that mind game T-shirt who says blader, and and so I, that's why I consider myself blader. I might be wrong, but that's my no, issue. it's, uh, it's um, uh, there it's is no subjective. wrong answer. Yeah, there is no wrong answer. <laughs> Yeah. What were you talking about, about the WhatsApp chat with your skate school? Yeah, I do have like a skate school. So how does uh, it go through WhatsApp? How does that work? WhatsApp? 
Like what, what what are you talking about with WhatsApp? Like it's a it's a virtual skate school or is it like No, no, no. Like WhatsApp it's like an app that we do have here in Europe. Well, I know what it is, but like it's a, like are you I'm teaching sorry. through WhatsApp or is you just using No, that? no, no. It's it's like a, yeah, we are using it for okay, tomorrow we are going at this spot at that time. So first class will be here, second class will be there and stuff like that. Gotcha. And like the, the 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 group name it's called Blading School. Oh, gotcha. So tell us about your blading school then. Uh, okay, um, what happened? Uh, three, four years ago, actually. Unfortunately, uh, I've lost my cousin. Uh, she was like 32 when she passed. And, um, and so like to commemorate her life, uh, I decided to do this uh, blading charity event. Where like on the skate park, we do have like where I'm living right now, um, a little skate park. And like I, the only thing that I was able to do to make like a party and like commemorate her memory was uh, to make like a skate demo. And like uh, after the skate demo, a, a few parents asked us to, to teach their kids uh, skating. So the same day we were like doing demos in the morning, um, teaching skating to the kids in the afternoon and then another little demo. And, uh, and so like after that, like a lot of parents like, um, they were like super pumped because of the response that they had from their children. They were like super happy to to, to skate and like uh, um, they wanted to do more and more. So like ever since then, like I was like doing like random lessons. Like for example, uh, September second Saturday, we're gonna meet to meet up at that skate park, and I'll be there teaching. Or like uh, March twelfth, I'll be there and I'll be there teaching. And like year after year, like I started to. To get the motivation and like the, the the feeling that I was able to 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 do skate lessons and like last year I did it like properly so like every Saturday from 12, from ten to twelve in the in, in the morning uh, I have like this meeting point with the with those parents at that skate park and like uh, we are in thirty yeah I, I'm like uh, yeah I do have like thirty two kids that I'm teaching skating to. And, uh, and yeah, of course, year after year, like that, that charity event grows and like we were able to, to uh, get connected with more kids and like um, more like uh, people. And, and so, yeah, that, that's what basically I'm doing with, with that blading school. And it's pretty cool because I do have like two classes, the beginner and the advanced one. And like the, the youngest one that I had, she was like two years and a half. Wow. And like the oldest one, she's like 12 or 11 or 12 something like that and it's pretty dope to see the progression like the, the skills and stuff like that um it's pretty dope to see like this four years old kid like when he started skating when he started to make those lessons wasn't was like barely able to to standing up on skates and then like at the end of the year he's able to drop down on banks maybe do like a little hair and stuff like that it's a something pretty pretty dope uh, that's awesome. I, I, I guess it's crazy how naturally that came because you didn't like really intend on doing that. And it's also cool to hear that parents came to you asking to teach their kids. I feel like that I, I at least haven't heard that happening with other skate schools, really. Um, 
it, it it's just like really cool to see that parents want to put their kids doing that even though they don't really skate like because you know a lot of us skate and have kids and then that's how our kids skate but like from a random person walking around just to be like oh teach my kid how to skate like that's really cool to see and really motivating to hear that too because it does show that there is a future if people still do want their kids and other people to skate even not knowing anything about the sport in general you know yeah like the skate part that you have guys seen that like we skate all the time the one with the box and the flatter and stuff like that whenever we saw because it's not only me it's matthew it's jomar it's gabriel it's like everybody when whenever we saw somebody uh at the very beginning of stage of skating and stuff like that we go there we say hi we say hey you need any help i help you drop down this ramp i give you tips and stuff like that we try to be as open as possible to uh get them motivated to, you know, uh, skate and like fell in love with, with the culture and with the sport. Yeah, definitely. What I'm curious to know what you've like learned throughout doing this process, because I know that when you start teaching something, you learn it in a different way yourself and not even just about learning the sport, but maybe learning a little bit of what we could do to help make the sport grow and introduce new skaters to the sport. What I've learned, it's the fact that like, first thing first, kids, are like little like growing ass men. Like you cannot treat kids as a kids. You have to treat them as like a like, like, like a mature person. You have to talk with them like in a proper way. Uh, of course, like sometimes they their mind flies away, but like it's pretty cool to to talk with them as like an adult. It's it's pretty cool for that. And second, it's uh, how you approach uh, the way of teaching it to the kids. From my experience, like. Um, the thing that they really like it's the fact that like they aren't aren't in those uh, classic sports such as uh, soccer or like uh, basketball or like uh, uh, gymnastics stuff like that where you have to do that or you have to do this you have to be there you have to do that you, there's like millions of rules from the lesson that i'm doing of course there are rules which is like respect the people close to you um, never like push anybody. Uh, when I'm saying something, try to imitate what I'm doing, and that, that, that that's pretty much it. And um, yeah, like uh, trying to be as smiley as possible. Try to smile as much as you can, <laughs> and uh, and be patient. That's the, that's the thing that I've learned in uh, through this like uh, uh, skating thing, skating school thing. Mm. What about things that have you learned anything that people could do to help grow the youth in our sport since you're teaching kids how to skate? You know, I feel like you're around kids a lot and know what would attract them to the sport or maybe what attracted them in the first place to it, what, what to look out for and stuff like that. Hmm. That's an interesting question because, uh, the, the kids that we have are like from two to 12 years old. I do believe that like we as an industry, should attach the 12 to 16 years old generation and like to attract them you need to you need to have like it happened to me you need to build uh, as a as a culture those um those figures back in the day there was like dl there was like uh, uh mike johnson or dustin Aaron. there was like um character that like me as a 15 years old 13 years old 40 years old kid i was like man i want to be like this guy one day you know so, like, probably we as a culture should uh, um, uh, 
I want to say build because it's not the right word, but like should find the next, you know, action figure to look up to for, for the for next generation. Uh, that could be those kids that, that like, for example, one of my kids could like look up to one day, you know, because um, right now, of course, like you're like the, the, the mom of the eight years old kid will never leave his kid alone in the Stazione Centrale to go skate by himself. She will be related to the school, but then after that, when the kid will be like 12, 13, should be able, the kid himself, to look up to something in someone to be like, okay, I want to be like uh, uh, this next guy. Has like happened to me watching like, I don't know, uh, 1131 and watching your guy's profile. You know, I was like, oh man, I want to be like Austin. I want to do like full Cavalier Top Soyal on Drop Rail. So I want to do like Disaster TTP, like Billy on Eagle, you know? Hmm. Do you? Yeah, um, yeah. Go ahead, okay. Billy. No, you go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say you're, you're on a roll right now, so I'll let you go. I'll let you go uh, on it. I don't know. Th- th- this topic interests me a lot. I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, do you introduce these kids to like skate videos and stuff like that? Is that part of like your um, what do you call it? Like le- lesson, I guess maybe because you could just be like, oh, you know, if you like think this is really cool, like check out this person, check out like Oyanen, and check out like Joe Atkins and stuff like that. Or I'm curious if like maybe even part of your lesson, like you watch like a skate section or something like that, like start off the day with like a skate section and hype people up. Cause we were talking earlier about how sick it is to go to a contest and see your favorite skaters skate and how motivating and inspirational that is. So like having that role model aspiration is like huge to motivate people to skate. And I, I feel like that's huge with the youth. I'm curious if you encourage people to do stuff like that, or you learned anything about encouraging kids to look up to certain people. I do, I do. I mean, I wouldn't say that like uh, I send them like a, a link of the video and stuff like that, but I do tell the parents, hey, uh, show to your kid this video or show to, to your kid that video and stuff like that. Because it's crazy to see how it's a parenting. Like the, the parents ask me, hey, when can we watch uh, uh, those videos on YouTube? Uh, mm-hmm. On YouTube, Because my kid asked me that. Because like right now, those those kids are like, I wouldn't say, and it shouldn't be like that, but like they're like most of the time with their hands on those advice, like smartphones and laptop and stuff like that. So like uh, they asking me, uh, is there any video that I can show to my kid? Or is there like uh, anyone cool that we can follow? And, and it's crazy to see that like, oh, um, maybe like it happened to me several times, that like, especially for the younger parents. I discovered this guy, Joe Atkinson, he's amazing. He's an amazing skater. Or like uh, I discovered this other guy, and it's uh, C.J. Wellsmore. You know, it, it's it's pretty cool to see that, and uh, it, it makes me laugh. And I, I'm so I'm so happy. Like uh, I'm not talking to the kids about the tricks. I'm I'm showing them the tricks because at the level that they're right now, uh, they're not ready yet for you know doing so and stuff like that. But like whenever probably it will be like from this September, I'll introduce like the 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 real blading thing, because right now we do have, like I said, we do have like two different classes, beginners and advanced. And like from September, there will be like another course that was going to be like pure blading. So I'll teach them front size and stuff like that. And part of that process will be like showing them skate videos because I do wish for them uh, to find out like a passion that hit them like it hit me back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think as far Dang, as those yeah. are, first of all, that's, that's a super good answer. And like, mm -hmm. that's a, that was a good question as well, Austin. And, uh, yeah, it's it, finding those things to hook them in or to like have them relate or have them gravitate toward it. And it's always going to be different for everybody as you know, we actually found out talking to different people like that, different things that made them be drawn to skating or, um, and it's always different. So that's really cool. I didn't, I didn't even know you had 32 kids, uh, by the that's way, that's crazy. That's, that's insane. And so, um, it just seems like you've been such a huge contributor to, um, being a positive force in skating into your own local scene for such a long time. So, um, that's awesome. That's, I don't want to continue to go because I think Austin had another question. I just wanted to, no, to get it. it was, word. <laughs> no, no, go, go for it. No, I, I wasn't having another question. I just, it was just talking about, um, how, it's like equally, I guess it depends on the person, but I feel like it's equally motivational to physically go out and learn how to skate. And as much as it is to watch someone skating, that really pumps you up. You know, both of them are so like motivating in their own way. That's cool to be able to teach a kid in person, like hands on, show them what to do. And then they go home and then watch a skate video and they're pumped for the next session to go out and like skate with you, Jason. Yeah, that's just in my in my eyes, it's a really cool way to motivate people and I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're doing it like billy said that's awesome 32 kids is a lot and it, you know people people love that shit that's what our sport needs more of stuff like this more new faces younger kids in our sport because that's the future of our sport exactly and luckily they're like not most of the time 32 because like i swear like when you're having like 20 plus 25 kids and stuff like that your ear like they're dead <laughs> because those kids are like screaming and running around and you try to try to catch them all and stuff like that <laughs> but like it's like sometimes i do like when i'm coming back from the lessons i do really enjoy the sound i was like ah oh, that's <laughs> like that's a moment of joy for me <laughs> but yeah it's it's, it's it's amazing to show them because like usually the the thing happened like that after the lessons i do make some tricks at the skateboard like i don't know fish stall or like a five forward or something like that and they are like super uh, hyped on that and and it's pretty cool to see them like uh, uh happy and pumped for watching a trick and stuff like that and that's a way to me to hook them up for like another course which is like uh, pure blading mm -hmm. very cool very. um i think we're going to open it up for questions in a little bit um first i want to ask you something but before that um, it must be going pretty crazy over in Italy right now with the Euro Cup. Is it is it going crazy out there? Oh uh -oh. yeah, guys in the finals. We are in the final. Luckily, I don't know if like how it happened, but like we are in the final in the final game. So let's see, let's see what the future brings. Uh, England, um, it will be super pumped because of course it, it's going to be. It is probably their first Euro final, Euro Cup final. So, and they are playing in in the UK, so it will be a tough game. And uh, but yeah, like everybody are like super pumped here. And of course, soccer, soccer here yeah. in Italy, it's like a, a huge thing. So, and especially because we are coming from like a, a several failure World Cup, Euro, and stuff yeah. like that. So we are trying our best, or they're actually there, because we, I'm not paying, I'm not part of the team, so like they're trying their best to, <laughs> to, 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 bring, to bring it home. Absolutely, uh, I, I was really, uh, I was, when I, when I saw you guys beat, like wow, okay, that's getting, that was pretty cool. So uh, yeah, shout out to 
that the finals of the Euro Cup is going to be something exactly something really cool. So yeah, I was just wondering because yeah, I realized that's uh it's going to be coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. But um, side note before we get into questions, uh, Austin, if you have any other questions, don't let me stop you. But my last question would be, um, where do you see the future of everything going? I see a change occurring with blading, and I feel like we're looking at a space of potential like we've looked at before and um i'm wondering where you think uh skating goes moving forward in the future that's a tough question actually but like uh i do believe that like if each each every one of us uh are able to make his contribution to the to the culture to the movement to the to the to the blading thing we were like we are going to be we are able to do something big in a way. I mean, like I see right now that um, brain that Demskates collabo. I saw those billboards. I saw and I know the um, because I do talk a lot of times with the with the with the guys from Roses. Like the sales that, that they are making, um, it seems that it's going to be um, a huge thing in the future. We never know what's gonna happen, but like I do believe that like if every one of us are making like um, little things, we are able to to bring up the wall like in a second. You know, I mean, I don't know if it make any sense. Um, like if everyone is making his own thing that contributes to the culture and contributes to the to the movement of blading, we are able to 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 bring it to another level, and like we are able to to. Uh, bring it where it deserves to be for some reason like if it makes any sense mm -hmm. because it, it always been like uh, uh the underground thing the underground movement i do believe that like um we deserve to have like more spotlight uh, for example i i always be uh, i was like man like if there was the money that like in blading it there was the money that the war in soccer, it would be cool to see uh, Aaron Feinberg having like a good life out of it, or or um, DL, or uh, I don't know, like you know, I always wonder to to see. Uh, oh, man, I'm losing myself actually because mm -hmm. I'm kind of nervous. But yeah, like um, it would be cool to see blading where, it, in my opinion, should have to be, should has to be. I don't, I, I'm not gonna say that it has to be as mainstream mainstream as skateboarding is, but I do believe that, like for example, people like like John Julio, uh, I would like to see John like earning a lot of money because of all of the effort that he did in skating. I really would like to see uh, uh, Jeff like earning a lot of money because of all the effort that he did. Uh, you know, everybody, like, I do really would like to see everybody in the culture not struggling because, like, the, the numbers that we do have at the moment, but, like, I do believe that, like, if we all, like, um, making our contribution to help growing it, which means uh, teaching to this one kid at the skate park, because it, that one kid could be the next John Bolino, he could be the next Chris Apple. Could you imagine if, if B-Bell wasn't uh, as uh, helpful that he was with Heffy back in the day, we couldn't, we couldn't have like no Heffy, right? Mm. So like if we are all able to uh, do our own, like our like little thing to contribute to the, to the movement, 
we are able to have like a brighter future and like a brighter future. I'm sorry. No, absolutely. And and by the way, like, thank you. I know English is your second language. And uh, <laughs> so I, I appreciate you taking this interview. We're talking for over an hour and a half now. And you've been absolutely killing it. So don't worry. No, no. I'm ripping it. I'm pumped. And oh. I'm just like me overexcited. So, so. <laughs> I can tell the excitement in your, in your voice. <laughs> um, I, I also, it's funny because you, you mentioned Bellino. And uh, I, I thought to make a point before and I didn't get to say it. But when we were talking about um, how we're doing the same thing, skateboarding, blading at the same spot, pretty much the same thing. Bellino uh, brought a good analogy uh, recently that I, I like. He said, like, uh, we're all playing music, just using different instruments. I'm playing guitar. You're playing bass. You're playing drums. You know, so I like I like that analogy. It's a very uh, fun, inclusive analogy that I like. Exactly, that's um, good. That's true. That's yeah. that's a good. You get the point. Yeah, Makes yeah. Sense. Let's, jam, let, let's jam. You know. <laughs> yeah, as I say, we're, exactly. we're, all, we're all in a band. Let's let's jam. When we go to the skate park, we're all in the studio together. <laughs> that's it. Let's jam. Um, but um, I don't. Uh, I wanted to get into questions, Austin. I don't know if you have any more questions before we uh, get into it. We should get but into questions. Yeah, no, go but, ahead. But before we do, I just wanted to say, once again, shout out to our sponsor, Blank by Rollerblade. Um, I see some super chats out there. I want to say thank you to the super chatters. We split half of our super chats with our guest. So if you feel inclined to do so, just know that half of our super chats will be going to our guest. And again, you heard the spiel at the beginning of the episode. But if you feel inclined to support this podcast and in future content that we're looking to produce you can be a patreon for as low as three dollars a month um and check out some of our stuff on there so we have exclusive content on there and we're going to be trying to build that so thank you very much everyone who is a patreon and thank you everyone who joins and shares and comments and is just a part of everything or thank you everyone who hits the like button because you know that's just a, that's a cool thing to do hit the like button <laughs> please like the video definitely but speaking of patreon can i shut the podcast down real quick because shut it down I fucked up and forgot to do the monthly supporter giveaway at the top of the show. So we'll do it oh. right now. Get some excitement in the middle of the show. We'll do a little. Look at this. It's like every show's a giveaway. We had a giveaway. Every Last show, show. We got a giveaway. This show. Yeah. It's, just a, it's just a nonstop giveaway. And that's another thing. If you're a Patreon for $3 a month, we do a monthly giveaway every show where you get something from our online store. And if you win, you get a shirt, you get a hat, you get a uh, mug. Maybe in the future we'll add some stuff if uh, me and Austin end up getting some more free time in the future. But yeah. So there we go right let's there. do our let's do our giveaway. Let, let's do it. Sorry. So like we say, every month we do a random drawing from our Patreon. Uh, either all the people names, our current Patreon supporters. Thank you all so much. We're going to pick a random winner here to get one of whatever they want from our online store. So, oh, God, I don't want to say this name. Go for it, Billy. Eric Vandenhagel. OK, there you go. <laughs> Eric Vandenhagel. <Damn>. <laughs> I, I just went for it. I didn't do it good, but Eric Vandenhagel. No, that, that's way better than I would have done. Thank you, Eric Vandenhagel. Thank you, Billy, for saying that name. Uh, we'll no reach problem. out to you. You can win whatever you want from our online store, whether it be a T-shirt, a hat, a mug, whatever you want. You got it. We'll reach out to you. Thank you so much for supporting. And now we can go Get to back. our Super Chats yes. and our questions. Let's do our Super Chats real quick. Okay, so. Oh, there are like Super like Oh, man. Thank you so much, guys. Never people, expected. People love you, man. People love you. First of all, we got to hit it off with the classic Chad Hornis. <laughs> he, he did a couple of 90 super chats. <laughs> but th thanks, Chad. We, uh, we have another one euro from Tim Hawk. Thank you, Tim, Thank for supporting. You. We have more. Let me scroll down a little bit more. 
here we go. Lee Doig, who says, even though you're going to beat us in the Euros, I still love you. My only request is use this money to fund your next skate project and come to Australia when the world is fixed. Love you, bro. Thank you, Lee. You're the best. Wow, he already said it. England's going to lose. That's, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no question, but a super chat from Jose Fuentes, the hom- homie Jose. Thanks, Jose. Miss you, brother. Thank you so much, Jose. Is chat sneaking in again? <laughs> and Thank then you, we Chad. have Jay O'Neill, who says... Cousin Jay. Cousin Jay. Keep <laughs> spreading the positivity. What are your top three favorite skate videos? Good question oh, for you, man. since you're so well-rounded in skate videos. <laughs> Man, Jay, that, that's a tough one. Um, how can I say that? Let me see. Mm, that's a super tough one. But uh, but yeah, Vuji uh, 19, of course. Mm-hmm. It's not like one, two, three, right? It's like they are there. Yeah, top one, like yeah. one, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So Vuji um, 19, Cudetat, and uh, probably uh, man, that's a tough one. Ah. It's a battle. They're like VGs between VG16 and VG22. But like, uh, yeah, VG19, Kuretat, and um, mm. can I have like a little, uh, like, what's the name? Take a look. look at, take a look at your family back there. <laughs> you have so many to choose like from. There, right there. You have so many to choose from. Uh, huh? You got so many to choose from. Like so, so many videos to choose from right behind you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So many to choose. Yeah, true, true. Um, hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. So VG19, the top right here. Wow, you got the VG19 and DVD. I do. I would say, yeah, these one are the ones. <laughs> VG17. Oh, nice. Tatnasu, the Alip Topso of Tatnasu. Of course. Oh, yeah. Kudetat, and by the way, Tatnasu was one of the most underestimated blader ever, right? I fully and agree. And then, yeah. Vuji19 oh, with, the, <laughs> with the farm. But like, yeah, um, that's like a super tough question. I can name like Killer Boots for Car Strages, um, Issue 1 from uh, Life Plus, um, the IMYTA Collection 2002, that's like a, a pretty cool one. The Truth uh, 2 is my favorite one. Uh, even if like 1131 and freestyle rolling, they were like, like over, over the top. So like, I mean, they're like millions of, uh, of skate videos, but yeah, they are like the trees that I like really had like an impact. Of course, like VG22 and VG16, uh, are right there in top, like, uh, on the top three, but yeah. Those are good like, choices. Definitely wow. good choices. All right. Well, anyone watching, you got a bunch of homework to do. So check those out. <laughs> back to the, back to the super chats from uh, Sean Michelson. Says loving your passion and energy for the culture, Jason. Uh, completing my daily bread collection was such a good feeling. Hoping you snatch Man. up those last few issues you're needing, brother. Much love from one blade there to another. Whoa, he has them all. Damn. Damn. Damn, Sean. What the boss? That that's awesome. I I wonder how many people out there actually have a full collection of daily breads out there. Uh, I wonder if Sean has the full video group collection too. That'd be interesting if you had both. Wow. Uh, we have a super chat from Ray Mendez. Thank you, Ray. It says you do a lot for blading, Jason. Amazing athlete, filmmaker, skate instructor, etc. It takes a lot of energy. How do you stay motivated? How do you keep the passion alive? And thank you for it. 
no, thank you, Ray, for those kind words. Uh, I do, um, I don't know, like, while doing it, it's, it, it looks like one of those, uh, it's like a battery. The more I do it, the more energy I have, and, like, the, 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 the more the passion grows. So it's like, yeah, um, while doing it, the, the, the passion grows. And, like, right now, it's not only uh, skating-wise, it's related by, like, the motivation that I get through teaching skating and also to the other events, for example, like charity events that we are doing like yearly or like collecting skates to the people that we are sending over from like Nairobi to, to Gaza and stuff like that. So yeah, like um, watching the smile in people's face, it's the fact that like gives me uh, more the, the, um, the motivation to keep doing it and to, to keep uh, pushing like the, the boundaries and, and the limit. That's good. The motivation keeps coming as you keep pushing yourself. That's how it should be. Exactly. That's how longevity works right there. Uh, that's all for the super chat stuff for another 99 cent from Chad Hornish. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. You're the best. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Want to get okay, some regular so, questions? Um, let's bring it to some regular questions uh, before we let you go thus far. It's been a great time hanging out. Definitely. Um, mm. So Go Ronnie asks, what's the trick you could never quite completely get the hang of? Hmm, that's a good question. Hmm. I would say top semestrial. Regular forward? Top. Uh, yeah. It's like the, for me, if like I did get like the, the right answer, it's like, a, uh, which is like the tricks that I'm not able to do, right? Am I correct or not? Yes. Yeah. Like the trick is the most difficult, yeah. Yeah. So like the way... Um, for example, how you did top mistrail on that drop rail with those SMS, SSM red billy, mm. I will never ever do that. <laughs> it's like impossible to me. Sweat stands and top mistrail, not my stuff. Not your stuff. <laughs> but did you watch? Did you watch Billy's Patreon video of how to do top mistrails? Take a, take I, a I, I, of, of, of course I did, and I also tried, but like still didn't work. Oh, that's not, that's, <laughs> not, that's, that's not a good endorsement. I gotta make a better video. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I, I found it really helpful, but it's me. It's me in my head. It's like, oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm so scared. I'm so scared that like the feet goes over or yeah. It's, it's, it's a an tricky trick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marco Grandado says, "Which skate you would have skated but never did?" Hmm. Hmm. As I am like a big Will Gordon fan, I would say Shadow Skates. Mm. You, you remember like that time when Will Gordon was skating with Shadows? Yeah. I was like, yeah. man, I want to try those Shadows and stuff like that. But like, luckily, I wasn't able to, to get them. And uh, but yeah, luckily. it's like a <laughs> luckily. <laughs> luckily, yeah. Wow. That, <laughs> but I, I was gonna say that out of all the people to be motivated to ride Shadows, I would never think Will Gordon. Was that person? He was just like farmer, DL, or something. That's crazy. Yeah, well, of, well, of course, but like I always been like a huge Will Gordon fan. Oh, yeah. Of course, like oh, um, DL, Shima, and stuff like that. They're like the best. But like for some reason, I always find like um, Will Gordon style that style to to look up. To. You know, for for mm -hmm. some reason I. And right now he's back on Instagram. Did you see that? Is he yeah. Instagram? Yeah, he is. No. He, he just started on Instagram. 
Oh no. Yeah. Willie, I gotta find him. <laughs> he, yeah, he was uh he was something very special, his skating. Very, very special skating. His style was no, very, immaculate. very good. Hell yeah. Another like super underestimated guy. Yeah. In my in my book. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, we just got a new super chat in from Aaron Schultz. Ooh. He said, Your blading chats were a real treat to listen to in my home office during the pandemic. Did you have anybody flake on you completely? Call him out. Oh. <laughs> Isn't Aaron the guy from Minnesota? I do believe he's the guy from Minnesota, right? He's somewhere in the Midwest. Aaron Schultz? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because I do recognize him from the, from the, those Minnesota videos and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. And um, um, if he's making like a... The, the question is like if anybody like uh, left Bailed. me alone or like... Uh, yeah, like, said, like uh, said, said, said they would, but then didn't show up. Mm, no, actually, no. I, I, was, I was like lucky enough to uh, be at the right moment, at the right time to doing that because we were like all at home. So like for three months, I was like able to talk like with everybody because like everybody were like at home and stuff like that. Right now, it's harder to me to get uh, the people into the show because you know, right now like everything is like open and like we are able to go around. So like life, like in a way it's going back to their normal schedule. But uh, but yeah, not not that, that like uh, um, anybody says like oh yeah I'll be there and then it wasn't there. There was like one time that like uh, one guy forget the appointment and like uh, so I, I did like this kind of a, a blading random chat with like uh, the people who was connected waiting for that guy. But uh, but yeah, it, it wasn't like nothing to to be mad off. I was like all right. Who was it? Yeah, I don't want to call any names. Uh, <laughs> no, it was like Dominic Bruce. Oh. <laughs> oh! <laughs> like we, Bruce. we laugh about it. We we laugh about it and stuff. And it was like because he was busy. He, he told me like he forget his phone. He was with Clara somewhere in, in Copenhagen. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's funny. Shout out Dominic Bruce. <laughs> okay, um, I think we'll take uh, two or three more questions. Um, Alex Pani says, hope I'm saying that right, Pani. Um, how do you manage, how do you imagine the Italian blading scene in 10 years? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. Uh, hopefully like a super like, um, grown with like a lot of, uh, people right now, like the Italian Federation, um, because it's crazy that we do have like an Italian federation who covers like uh, roller sports such as speed, slalom, freestyle, roller freestyle and stuff like that. Uh, oh, blading, I would say. And uh, so, yeah, I do believe that like if we are acting well and like if we're like um, going to be able to, to spread the word in a proper way, we could be like uh, in a bunch of like uh, bladers through the whole country. Hmm. It's Very cool. like all in, in our short shoulders, so we do have to, to to act like correctly and like to come up like correctly and like set the example. Um, showing to the kids that like uh, skating, it's not only uh, because it's it's topic in a way um, flipping all over the skate park, like showing the culture, showing that mm -hmm. like who John Olio is, 
uh, or who Scott Crawford is, or like uh, showing them the early VGs, who Dave Pin is, what he did, Drew Backtrack, uh, Life Plus, uh, you guys, like, you know, showing them and like uh, being able to, uh, um, yeah, showing them like the, the culture behind the sport. Because in my opinion, our, it's not only a sport, it's like first and foremost a culture and a movement, and then it's a sport. Mm-hmm. I fully Absolutely. agree with you on that. It's definitely a culture and it's definitely a movement. We're moving out here. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So, um, Jeff FD, Jeff D has a question. I like this question. Is there anyone on the wish list left to interview slash chat with? That's a good question. I have a few people on my wish list. Dude, millions. There are still mi- Will G on the top of the Willie. list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will Gordon, uh, Dominic Sagona, um, DL. Uh, who else? Um, JC Rowe, Adam Johnson. Uh, I can name like a lot of. Uh, uh, I do really would like to reach out with Takeshi Yasutoku. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Because I really would like to also to know Benny Huber. Uh, but I don't know if uh, he's. Uh, you, you guys remember Benny Huber, halfpipe skater, uh, Swiss halfpipe skater, super good in streets as well. Mm, um, yes. Who else? Who else? Um, ah, there's like tons, tons. Um, Eugenie Lenov uh, from Russia. Uh, there's like millions. Mike Radebaugh, I would like to, to have him on the Blading Chats. Nice. Uh, and who else? Who else? There Very diverse list. Omar, Omar Wison. Omar Wison will be. And. Uh, uh, one fan, Gonzo. I mean, like the list goes on. Gonzo. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, like, uh, yeah. Yes, I mean, for, there. For, for me, it's basically just Ty Chris. <laughs> I just, if anyone can get in touch with Ty Chris, I'm not kidding. Um, he's not the only one, but I <laughs> once we get Ty Chris on, we could end Jump Street. We could Ty Chris, if you're out there, go to sleep. Hey, did you guys know that like he had some like uh, unluckily for him some financial problems that he was involved with, some taxes problem or something like that? Yeah, something really pretty crazy. Because like in France, he's like a huge like a TV um, yeah. host and stuff like that. It's like a, uh, like a, um, I wouldn't say like a, one of those uh, Oprah Winfrey, but like something like that mm. in France. No, he's he's a guy. If you if you haven't seen it, um, go watch. Um, Ty Chris Show Reel on YouTube. Go to YouTube, uh, type Ty Chris Show Reel and watch everything he's done. It's incredible. He also, if you watch his old school, he did like um, before rollerblading was a thing, he did like front flips over cars in quad skates, roller skates. He was skating vert and roller skates. Um, I'm, I'm not even joking when I say he's like, he's done some, you know, some funny well, things. Done- He's done some funny things, but he's he's a true uh, contributor and uh, interesting person in our sport that I think is extremely fascinating. So yeah, that's, true. So, he doubled yeah. back, like he was like the very first one who doubled back, right? I think so. Maybe I think he's got to be he's got to be up there. But you know, um, I saw a video of him like must have been 1990, 91. He like front flipped over like uh, three cars on roller skates, just like three cars. Like, evil Knievel. 
<laughs> he, he, he's a ripper. <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, he's got to yeah. front flip the Eiffel Tower next. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I, th I think that's a that's a good question to end on, you know, uh, who, who you're who like all the people you would like to have on your on your blading chats. Um, you know, Jason, I got to say, man, it's been it's been cool to not only know you throughout the years, but to see everything that you've been doing and continue to contribute to skating. Mm -hmm. um, also, uh, congratulations. I know you are expecting you and your wife. So that's yes, congratulations. That's amazing news and um, very cool for you and your family uh, and everything that's uh, happening for you and hopefully to continue seeing you uh, create more blading shots because that's been really enjoyable to watch and see. Um, the only uh, other thing I would say is do you have any parting words or words of wisdom, advice, shout outs that you'd like to say before uh, you leave? Um, first thing first, thank you guys for this amazing opportunity. I, it's an, like I said, 30 million times it's an honor for me to be in here and, um, and able like to talk with you guys. Uh, it's, like, it's like a dream come true. And hopefully, um, hope to, to see you guys like in real life, maybe Winter Clash next year or mm -hmm. Bleeding, Cap, uh, Bleeding Cap next year. And, um, but yeah, um, one thing that I would like to say, it's the fact that like um, skating is like, um, it really changed my life. And I do really hope that changed like the life of uh, like some random kid who started like skating tomorrow like it changed my life so like I, I do really hope to everyone who skate to find the passion and the wave of passion that really uh, get over me and like made me the person that I am today and I do really feel proud to be this person because because of skating because I was able to travel around to know like different cultures to experience different stuff that were able to to build up my persona and uh, and I do really hope for like the the next generation to be I wouldn't say like me but like to, to be like uh, attached to this culture that has like a lot of potential and really can brings you joy and like brings you um, something to do and to fell in love with preach it <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome to say and i think that's as good as a thing i think that is to end on because i do think it's good yeah um, i remember at the beginning of the show before we got started you wanted to mention something about an event that was coming up that you guys do every three years for your cousin so i thought we should uh not end the episode i can't believe we forgot it so uh hopefully would you like to talk about that for a second yeah, like it will be, it will be super, like it will be super cool. Like uh, through the years, like like I said earlier, like uh, um, 2017, uh, I lost my cousin, and I was like, I was wondering, like to do something to commemorate her memory. So like we start this thing called Together for Rowena because her name was Rowena, and like uh, we were able to um, combine the, the Filipino community who lives here in this uh, uh, small city where I do live and the Italian community uh, together in one day. So we were like, there was a catering. So like we were like eating uh, pasta with uh, with ragu or like the, the, the chicken adobo and stuff like that. And it was pretty cool to see the Italian community, the Filipino community sharing those uh, cuisine thing and through that, like uh, watching skating and stuff like that. And like uh, we, we were able to collect money. So like year after year, like uh, we are doing this event to, to collect money. This year it won't, it's not gonna happen, 
but like the through the skating lesson i was able to collect uh, 900 euros um and then next year we're going to to make it next september we are going we're going to make it and uh, yeah we are like uh, collecting money and like we are like giving like giving those money to the family right away after the, the event is finished and, um, and and that's a way another way for for us to to show the potential to the next generation to the kids the parents who attend this event what skating what blading could bring like uh, uh, we are like all people uh, cover on tattoos and stuff like that but at the end of the day we're like good guys and trying to do something good for the community not community not blading wise but like for the local community and uh, that's happened through skating so it it is a way for me and for us to show what skating could bring in people's lives that's awesome you're you're such an active person in the community i just want to say that it's so great that people like you around to do the things that you do and i think that that's huge you were talking before about what like the future of skating whatever and as people contributing to the sport and like you're a, a perfect example of that with everything that you do so i think the community should thank you for doing the things that you do oh. and i'm glad that you're able to share these things whether it's an event uh whether it's through your blading chats whether it's on our show whatever it is that this has been like such a an, an awesome talk and i feel like a lot of people in the chat have gotten a lot of you know good stuff out of this episode and you know, really got to learn who you are and why you do the things that you do. So definitely thank you for being a part of this and coming on the show. Real quick, do you want to spit some Italian to your people out there before you sign off? <laughs> what about, okay. Ciao ragazzi, ci vediamo in giro a skateare, va bene? Grandi. Ci vediamo all'idroscalo, tutto all'idroscalo a skateare. There we go. Now we can end the show. That was it. Grazie mille, grazie mille, ragazzi. Thank you so much, guys. It's uh, it was an honor. I cannot like describe it. I'm super happy right now. I'm about to go skate at midnight. <laughs> Do it. Uh, thank skate. you. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks for joining us. Un abbraccio. Grazie mille. Gra un abbraccio. Grazie mille. <laughs> thank you, thank Jason. You. Thanks everyone for thank watching. We'll so see much. you on the next one. Peace.